This is the Ruck Infringement Podcast with Joey Alchin. Hello legends and welcome back to another episode of the Ruck Infringement Podcast. I'm your host Joey Alchin and this week I'm joined by a really good friend of mine, Blake Harris. Blakey, how are you? Very good, thanks Joey. Oh, thanks for having me on mate. Pleasure, finally got on here. Been a little while but looking forward to it. Yeah, great, mate. Great to hear. All right, well, first off, we're going to move back to round 13, and it was a short round. We only have four games going. We go all the way back to Thursday, which was the 2nd of June, Thursday night game, and it was the Titans against the Cowboys. Stupid me uh, took the Titans for an upset in this one with um, Cotter, Nanai, and a few of the Cowboys contingent being out for origin, but... Cowboys put Titans to the sword, thirty-two to six. Did you watch this game at all? Yeah, mate. Yeah, um, same as you. I took the Titans as well. Got sucked into the trap. The uh, Cowboys a few players out through Origin and thought the Titans would show up. They had a lot to play for. Their season was pretty much on the line last week, and um, just another very, very disappointing performance. They started well. They looked a bit strong at the start, but just defensively, just so poor and. You know, losing guys like J- Jaden Campbell, that was a big loss to injury as well. Um, yeah, massive. Just very dis- disappointing, and they have been all year, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, just way too many points, and attack, they're just not there either. So, um, yeah, I think I think uh, Justin Holbrook's under a bit of pressure now. Yeah, completely agree, man. It was uh, good footy from the Cowboys. We started off with Hill and Luki getting the try. You take Jeremiah and Nenai out, and everyone's talking about, you know, how good that kid's been in the air, but Lukey's just as big, just as good at second row. Um, and then, obviously, Tulangi and the Hammer got a couple of tries each, and Robson and Hiku finished it off. Uh, but, yeah, as you are saying for the Titans, I mean, Campbell's a massive loss. I don't see the Titans doing very well without Campbell, and he's gone for at least eight weeks. So Big loss, big yeah, loss. Huge, man, huge. So, yeah, not a great one from the Titans, but that's all right. We move on to the Friday night game, and it was the... Panthers, the king of the West, against the Bulldogs, 30-18. to 18. Now, Doggies came back in this one, man. I was very excited. I tipped the Panthers, but it was exciting to see the Dogs compete against them. Did you watch this game? Yes, I did, yes. Another good win from the Panthers. You know, they had a lot of players out. I think it was about seven Origin players. Um, you know, I thought the Bulldogs were a chance. They were pretty much at full strength, the Dogs. Um, this was their best chance to get a big scalp, and... You know, they started off poorly and then worked their way back into the game and gave themselves a chance. And um, Penrith just showed their class once again and were able to put them away at the end there. So another very handy win for the Panthers. Yeah, man, absolutely. A couple of things I want to talk about. Uh, We mentioned the week before when I was on with Theo about Kurt Falls and we were really excited to see him play. Looks like a good, fresh, young talent. But when you're at a club like the Panthers, I mean, I don't see him staying there long term. Cleary's only young. He's probably not going to lose his spot anytime soon. Lua is the same. Could you see Kurt Falls going to another club? Yeah, possibly. Um, you know, he showed uh, showed some good glimpses of his talent last week. Um, you know, and uh, good halves are hard to come by these days. As That's seen it. at a lot of clubs, a lot of clubs are missing some good quality young halves. And um, you know, he could be the answer for um, for some clubs that are struggling, um, especially with their attack. So. Um, I think it's also a chance and when you mention that as well there's been a bit of talk uh, lately Charlie Staines also being shopped around as he's stuck behind Dylan Edwards and wants to play fullback and also being cut out of the team by uh, Taylor May's emergence so um, there's a bit of chatter about the Bulldogs looking at him as a fullback and even possibly the Tigers so keep an eye on that one yeah I think everyone gets linked to the Dogs and Tigers these days uh 
Talking on Kurt Falls, he'd be a good addition at the Newcastle Knights, don't you reckon? Yeah, I'm a Knights supporter myself. Um, yeah, we. Um, it's definitely a, you could, something that we could use, a, a, just a quality half. I just feel like that's what we're lacking. So, yeah, the Knights would definitely, um, they should pick up the phone and make a call. And Yeah, why not? I mean, give it a go. And then for the doggies, Matt Burton putting uh, his former team almost to the sword. Uh, a great performance from Burton. I thought his kicking was really good. That try he kicked for Addo Carr where he was about halfway down the field and he kicked it and the Fox did the rest. That was a great kick. Great and I kick. thought the Fox, you could tell that he was hurting from not being picked in origin. Definitely. Two tries, big showing from the Fox. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But... Good win to uh, Penrith's reserve grade there. Yep, that was a good win. And then we move on to the next game, and it was the Saturday game, the Manly Seagulls against the Warriors. Now, again, I took the Warriors. I only got one from four this week. It was a pretty bad week for tipping. Not alone, not alone. Uh, I took the Warriors. I don't know why. I thought no DCE. I didn't think uh, Seagulls would turn up, but as we've said so many times before, you can't tip the Warriors. It's so hard to do. Uh, Manly were electrifying in this game. Ruben Garrick, um, Olukawatu just yep. winding back the clock with some magical performances. Did you watch this game at all? Yeah, I thought um, Manly were just far too good. The Warriors, though, very, very disappointing. Um, you know, obviously it turned out to be Nathan Brown's last game as uh, head coach uh, after he informed them that he wouldn't be willing to move to New Zealand next year for personal family reasons. Um yeah, just in, uh, just over the last few weeks, it just looks like the Warriors haven't been willing to play for Nathan Brown, um, and yeah, that was that that was a very very poor performance. They just looked dis- disinterested at times, and um, mainly you know w- without Turbo and without DCE, I thought they put in a really good performance and um, played really well, and yeah, just let everyone know that they they can still be a force this year even without those two players. So I thought they were really good, but the Warriors very very disappointing. Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, where to next for the Warriors? It just, you know, obviously the loss of Nathan Brown is huge. Um, and we talked a bit about coaches a couple of weeks ago again with Theo on the on the pod, and I just he's re- now retired from coaching. I thought he might have been a good fit at the Tigers, but I just don't know where to for the Warriors now. I just I think they need a New Zealand player, which. Stacey Jones is taking over as interim coach, which I think is a really good move and could possibly see him there full-time. But they're, they're just a team that we, we talk about every week yep. because it's that bro culture. It's that culture of, um, you know, it's quite lazy. We're currently watching the last game of round 14, Sharks against Warriors, and Warriors were up. They scored first. They were doing really well, and... They've let the lead go at half-time. It's 24 to 12 at half-time. But they've just got this attitude and it just needs to change or I just can't see them going any further. Yeah, Joey, I think, um, I think yeah, the, the next coach is a very important decision for the Warriors. It's one they have to get right. Um, they've just gone through far too many coaches. Um, they really need to nail this decision on who their next head coach is going to be. So they really need to take their time with it and make sure they choose the right coach because it's going to be critical um, you know, because they, they have a, let's be honest, they have a really good roster. It's a gun sight. A really good roster. Guys like Reese Walsh, you know, if, you know, there's that talk of him going to Redcliffe possibly, but yeah. from all reports, he's going to stay at the Warriors, you know. Um, they've got, they signed that um, young Vol- Ronald Volkman from the Roosters. Freddie Lustig also come from the Roosters. They've already come over for this year. So, um, 
Sean Johnson for me has been very, very disappointing. Yeah, um, agreed. I don't know how long he's got left in the top grade. When, you know, when's the time that they throw out to young Volkman and give him a crack in first grade? It can't yep. be too far away because you know their season is just about over if they don't start winning now. It's definitely interesting. I mean, you look at um, Chanel Harris Tavita doesn't want to be there beyond this year. And then if Johnson decides to hang up the boots, which I think he could do so at the end of the season. Yeah, it's a very real possibility. Then you need a new six and seven. You need an entirely new halves pairing. So you probably, I mean, they've got Luke Metcalf coming over who can play I, six. I think he's a very handy pickup for the Warriors. Yeah, absolutely. Very handy. You can't get a look in at Cronulla in the first grade team, but um, for Newtown in the New South Wales Cup, he's been setting it a lot. So yeah. I think he's very, very uh, quick, very, very powerful. I think he's a good signing for the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, from what we've seen at, the shark so far when he's played a few NRL games, he's been really good. So it'll be interesting to see how the half sparing works next year, whether it's him and Volkman or Johnson stays on a year. I just yeah, the form Johnson's in at the moment is not what he the form he was in at the Sharks or when he was previously at the Warriors. So be interesting one to watch. Yep. And then we move on to our final game of round thirteen and it was the Raiders against my mighty Sydney Roosters, who weren't too mighty in this game. Um, Raiders getting the job done twenty two sixteen they just outmuscled us in the cold, man. It was a uh, it was a great performance from the Raiders. I thought Adam Elliott, after freshly signing with Newcastle that week, um, came out and put on a massive performance. So, yeah, did you get to watch this game at all? Yeah, yeah. I um I thought the Raiders were very impressive. That's three wins of their last four games now, and turned their season around. Really, it was looking pretty dire there at one stage, mm. but. They've done well to turn it around. The Roosters just missing that bit of class, you know, Tedesco, Lindsay Collins, guys like that. It just hurts. Um, I thought Joey Manu was outstanding at fullback. 300 running metres, um, plenty of tackle busts. 33 touches. Ridiculous. Like, yep. that's just crazy stats. So, um, I dare say, you know, it might may come to a time where he, you know, he looks at another club to if he wants to play fullback because there'd yeah. be no shortage of suitors for him at fullback and, and they would pay him like a fullback as well. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, the, the Warriors offered him, I think it was close to a mil, wasn't it, yeah. to come to yep. New Zealand to play fullback yep. and he stayed for now, but... It's it's that same talk we had with Cleary about Kurt Falls is Teddy's only twenty nine, so he's still got probably three, four, five good years left. That's in him. right. Yeah. And I don't think Manu, the form he's in and he wants to play fullback, I don't know if he will hang around for four or five years yeah. just to bide his time. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. It, he'd he'd be a great signing at any of those clubs. It's just dependent on I think a, a lot of players you don't see Many players, like Adokard did it, storm the dogs, but you don't often see it happen a lot where a player will go from a you know a potential top four team to a lower team. But Joey Manu could be a great pickup for a team like the Tigers or Newcastle Warriors. I mean, Warriors would make sense. He's a Kiwi. That's it. Bring yep. him home. But Bring I was home. really shocked that he turned it down in the first place. I, I thought he would go for sure. Yeah, so did I. I really thought he was going to take it. But... Yeah, Manu was electrifying in that game. Um, and just a big shout-out to uh, Joseph Suwali as well. Yes. I think he's going to be the long-term fullback once Tedesco finishes up. Only 18 years old. Um, he's a, oh, very much a talent, star in the making. As we saw, you know, he got selected in the Blues camp. Um, that's just a credit to how well he's come, how, how far he's come. So definitely keep an eye on him. Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, as a rooster, as a devout Roosters fan myself, like... Watching Suwali over the past year and a half that he's played, I mean, this year he's just 
gone leaps and bounds. He's just come from nowhere. Outstanding. And yeah, I mean, we'll talk on round 14 soon, but once we get to that, like, he had a blinder against Melbourne in a losing team. But, yeah, he's just in some really good form at the moment as well. He is spot on the money there. So that's round 13. Um, bit disappointing tipping-wise. Fantasy, I think I lost my head-to-head, so we won't talk about that either. Uh, but we move on to... Something we want to talk about now, which yes, we had yes, middle yes, of the week. Yes. State versus state, mate versus mate, state of origin. Um, we watched it together. Wasn't really what we were expecting or hoping for as a result. Uh, talk yes. us through it, Blakey. Yes, um, very disappointing for New South Wales, um, for especially playing in Sydney. First game, we didn't get any games in Sydney last year. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a very disappointing performance, you know. Um, I thought Cleary wasn't at his best. Um, I thought our forwards just got run over a little bit. Um, you know, players like Liam Martin played 80 minutes, five runs for 27 metres. It's just not good enough. Um, yeah, we just didn't make the most of any opportunities that we did. Got a lot of drop ball. Um, but credit to Queensland. I thought they were outstanding. They just kept turning up for each other. Um, defensively they were outstanding um, we just didn't really have any answers we just couldn't find a way through until Cameron Murray scored with about five minutes to go to make it an interesting game but um, yeah I, I thought Jack White was clearly um, our best player for New South Wales he had a, a super game um, yeah very very disappointing for New South Wales it's going to be a big arc now um, game two in Perth it's, it's obviously a must win now so yeah, man, that's it. I mean, first thing I want to say is uh, well done to the attendance, 80,000 there at Sydney. It's Great awesome crowd. to see. Great, Great crowd. crowd. Um, yeah, a couple of things. I mean, I was critical of Whiten's selection early in the week, so I like to eat my words a little bit there because he was pretty good. Like, Whiten getting that try, he was, he's a big body at centre. And, and that was one thing I did say that was pro-Whiten was that he's a big body at centre the thing that got me was Crichton on the bench. And as we saw, he came on and he just... Very, very strange decision, that one. It was very it strange. was strange. I don't know if Freddie's done too much earthing or what's going on at the moment, but it was a weird decision to have Crichton have a centre who can play a little bit of fullback at 14. That's and right, yeah. Instead of a... You need a proper utility. Well, you a, had, a, a proper number Hines 14. And 18, man. I yeah. mean, I don't, I, I don't get the logical thinking, but... Yeah, um, Cleary came out during the week and said that, you know, he needed to be better. He understood that uh, he was quite poor. I thought Luai was probably the better half out of both of them. They were both pretty poor, but I thought Luai was a little bit better. Cleary just didn't have direction. No, he just. I thought his kicking game wasn't his normal self either. I thought his kicking game was off. Credit to the pressure that Queensland was putting on him. It definitely, definitely affected him. Absolutely, man. Ruben Cotter played 80 minutes at 13 on debut. Outstanding. Uh, very, very good performance that from Ruben was flowing, bro. It was, sure great, was. To, great to watch him uh, running in and, uh, you know, hitting hard and making those tackles. But let's talk about that Queensland team for a bit. I mean, Billy Slater, you know, first-time coach, gets a win straight up. I mean, that helps the confidence, especially in Sydney. Um, I just... Look, I'm a New South Welshman. I'm, I'm hoping that we win the game in Perth and then the next one in Sydney, but it's a hard ask. I mean... When Queensland team, I thought their team selection was really good. Valentine Holmes has been in great form for the Cows. He had a great uh, game on Wednesday. Gagai, we know, always plays well at origin level. Cherry Evans just does what Cherry Evans does. But they just had they had selections. Like, I thought Cotter, 
Pat Carrigan, just these these young forwards who have been doing really well at their club, and they just got over the top of our forwards. Uh, a couple of dodgy calls in there, but you know we don't have time to go no, through all of that. We don't need to get started on that. We'll <laughs> we be don't. here. We'll be here all night. Yeah, yeah, we all know exactly. what's happening. Queensland slowed down the ruck and got away with it. <laughs> um, the scrum try, well, yeah, you don't need to. No, nothing else can be said about that one. That's all right. So uh, in saying that, bring on game two. Can't wait. So let's jump into round fourteen. And at time of recording, it's actually Sunday. We're on the last game of the round, so we'll quickly do a little assessment on. Round 14 so far. So, Friday night, we only had one game because we have a long weekend. Oh, sorry, we're on the second last game of the round. We have a long weekend, so there's actually a game tomorrow night, Monday night. First game Friday night was the Cowboys against the Dragons. Cowboys easily getting it done, 31-12. to 12. Uh, Not a surprising score. I had the Cowboys. I think most people had the Cowboys to win. Even though Nanai and Cotto were rested, Home still backed up, um, and they—they're just—they're looking good. The cows. I mean, they're sitting third on the table, and I want to talk about Scott Drinkwater. I it, mean, how is this guy not in talks oh, at being one of the best fullbacks in the game so far? Unreal. The form he is in—he's a New South Welshman. Yep. And ever, you know, ever since he's come into the team, he's just—he is completely. It's almost the Cowboys' form has coincided with his return. That's right, and you know he wouldn't disappear playing at fourteen. I, I think he'd be a great fourteen for New South Wales. So, I think Freddie, who definitely listens to this podcast, should uh, you know, maybe get in contact with our uh, drinky. But I think he's been yeah. one of the best. So we we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago about the hammer, and everyone was talking about the hammer, you know, at fullback and playing fullback, but. I don't. I mean, he's playing wing at the moment because Kyle felt injured. But I don't even have him in my seventeen. I would pick Drinkwater every day. He gives you halves cover. He can play as a third playmaker. Absolutely, yep. Um, kicking yeah. game, great kicking game. Yeah, great kicking game. But did you get to watch this game at all? Yeah. Um. The Dragons. Well, just the same old Dragons, really. Um. Silly errors. Zach Lomax had one of the worst games of his career so Absolutely. far. Just some silly, silly errors. A flick pass ten meters out from your own line that virtually resulted in a Cowboys try. It's just just some silly errors from the cow uh, from the Dragons, sorry, but the Cowboys, they just keep marching on. Um very, very impressive again. Just the way they're they're playing at the moment. It's just great football to watch. The forwards are just rolling up the middle. Tao Malolo's back to some, you know, some really good form. Um and they're throwing the ball around as well. Um their attack is is on fire. But defensively the way they've improved from last year to this year, I think they're in the bottom two or three for points conceded last year. This year, they're in the top two or three, in, especially in the second halves. Uh, I think there was a stat that come up in the weekend over their last four or five games combined. They've only conceded about 12 or 14 points in the second half. So, um, yeah, defensively, just the turnaround is just unreal. So, um, yeah, no, very, uh, very impressive from the Cowboys. Um, but again... Also disappointing from the Dragons. Yeah, definitely. And speaking on the Dragons there, I think it was the GOAT, Joey Johns, that came out during the week and talked a little bit about Zach Lomax. And I, I have to agree. I think they were saying, like, you know, those passes that he threw, I think there was that flick pass he tried and there was one where he beat the opposition and then tried to pass it and it went to ground. You just got to play simple footy. And it's basics. You know, as a centre, if, if you make a break, you don't have to pass every time. Just run the ball. Try and get your meters up, and you know, keep away from the sideline. So, yep, absolutely. Yeah, I. It's the same old dragons, really, every week. Just 
So, yeah, we move on to our next game of round 14. And it was a Saturday game. It was the Titans against the Rabbitohs. Uh, Rabbitohs getting the job done here, 30-16. to 16. Again, I don't think many people were really surprised by this result. Somebody want to talk on the Titans. Big Tino getting the double off the bench. I mean, backing up from origin, that's a pretty good effort. But the Rabbitohs, man, they're not the Rabbitohs we know from last season. And uh, Adam Reynolds, massive loss, as we've talked about. And also, just the coaching of Wayne Bennett. The coaching of the super coach, really. I mean, Bennett has been around for such a long time and he knows how to get the best out of his players. And I wrote a little post on my page recently about coaches in a, under a bit of pressure. And I have to put Demetrio in there because Absolutely. the Rabbitohs were in the grand final last year and now they're running seventh. So to me, that's not a pass. I mean, you, you were third and now you're seventh and it's just, where do they go from here? I, they they need a halfback. Lachlan Ilias has, has worked hard this year, but I, I just don't think he's ready. Yeah, He hasn't looked ready, and Cody Walker can't play half. Cody Walker, for me, is a 5'8", through and through. Yeah. He's not a game manager, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I, it was good to see the Bunnies get a win. Alex Johnson, another hat trick, which we're just used to now. Standard every so week now, yep. That's it. So what did you? What was your takes on this game? Um, yeah, I, I thought the Titans might have turned up. Um, I thought they you know, might have made a good account of themselves. Um, you know, come halftime, they were right in the game. But, um, again, just some sloppy defence. Um, defensively, again, just very poor. Um, and their attack, well, uh, just two side to side for me. Um, trying to go around them instead of direct and straight up the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, uh, again, Holbrook is, uh, I reckon he'll be very lucky to keep his job this week. As, as disappointing as it is, um, yeah, they've just been very, very poor this year. And um, the Rabbitohs, yeah, look, I'm, I'm still not convinced on the Rabbitohs. No. Um, as you said, grand finalists last year, so they've got a lot to live up to this year. Obviously, they lost uh, a few players, Adam Reynolds, Dane Gagai, Jaden Sewer, um, you know, and, and obviously Wayne Bennett as well as coach, but... Still, they've got a very good roster. Um, you know, obviously losing Latrell Mitchell's hurt them quite a lot, and oh, they've absolutely. they've had him out for an extended period now. Yeah. Um, so I think they're lacking a fullback as well without Latrell. Um, and as you said, the halves, Ilias is trying. Um, you know, uh, Cody Walker. Look, he, he just hasn't been Cody Walker himself this year. Very disappointing from 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 what he normally was with Adam Reynolds next to him. Um, he's just seemed to struggle and be very frustrated at times on the field. So I was going to say another little uh, biff for Cody Walker, which we uh, know and it's never it's never far away. That's right, exactly. Um, one thing on the Titans, I mean, you could see the impact that Jaden Campbell being out had on the Titans. I've actually really liked uh, Alex uh, Alex Brimson at 5'8 this year. I thought he's done really well at 5'8. Uh, Paul Turner was on debut. I honestly didn't really see much of him. Neither did I, to you be honest. really wouldn't have known he was out on the no, field too much. Um, he was very quiet. Titans talked him up a lot as, a, as being a gun player, but um, yeah, not really anywhere to be seen. Out the, only, there. the only good thing for the Titans was those who had Toby Sexton in NRL Fantasy. Uh, he's doing all the kicking now that Campbell's not there. When yep. Campbell was there, he's doing those big bombs and taking a bit of kicking pressure off. But uh, Sexton ended up with 66 points in a losing side, so it's pretty good. But 
apart from that, there's not really any positives to take. No. I think if Holbrook does get the sack, I think they'll look at someone like a Paul Green, um, who is a Queenslander and has coached up there before. He's coached North Queensland, obviously, and at origin level. But only time will tell, man. I mean, we don't know until we see it. Yeah, I, I just think with Holbrook, he's got some of his selection, team selections a bit confusing this year. Um, yeah. Might have seen uh, Greg Marju came back on the wing on the weekend and was really, really good. Just powerful, strong ball carrier. That's can right. find the try line. And he's been in and out of the team this year, dropped back to Queensland Cup and then back in the team. I just don't know how you can leave him out of the side every week. Um, yeah, that, that, that selection has just confused me a little bit. They've got Kieran Foran coming next year. Yeah. I'm not sure about that either, to be honest. He, he's, getting, you know, he's getting into his mid-30s now. Um, I'm just not sure that's what the Titans really need at this point in time. I think he brings experience, but that's about it. Uh, he'll, he'll just be an experienced head sort of to be able to maybe lead these young halves. But, yeah, you're exactly right. I, I think at the moment they need to start building their roster with young, exciting prospects. Um, Absolutely. Obviously they brought in for feeder and it hasn't worked this year. No. Last year it worked. It hasn't worked this year. No. Teams have worked him out and playing him at centre just doesn't work. Please, Holbrook, do not do that again. He obviously listens as well. Um, but, yeah, sure it's... It it's it's hard being a Titans fan at the moment. If you are one, I don't know too many, but yeah, yeah. I very 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 disappointing. Espe- I wouldn't be jumping, especially on. after their round one game against Parramatta, where they almost almost beat Parramatta, and, yeah. and a lot of experts had Parramatta as winning the competition. And you know, to score twenty eight points against Parramatta and lose, you know, that's pretty rough. But I think that also shows how their defence has been all year. If you score 28 points in a game, you should never lose. Yeah, um, exactly. And I think that's been the way from the start, and it has been through the whole year defensively. And they've just done very it a couple poor. of times. I mean, against the Broncos, they were 24 points up. Yeah, again, and they lost. 24-4 with 30, you know, 25 minutes that's to go it. and lose. You, you shouldn't lose an NRL game like yeah. that. Yeah, and to lose by more than one try, like they lost 31-24, to 24, so, I mean, seven points in it. But anyway, we'll move on to our second Saturday game, and it was the Roosters against the Storm. I went to this game, as you know, at the yep. SCG. Uh, was confident. Was confident the boys would get it done. Half time, it was looking good. We were up 12-10 at half time. Uh, Luke Keary going off in the 30th minute with a head knock, uh, and then Semi Walker later in the second half. It stuffed us up a bit. We Keary went off, Hutchinson moved to seven, and... Manu moved to six for Walker. We scored a try, though. Nice little grubber from Manu at that point. But the miss from Tupanua, I don't know if you watched this game. I, I, th- I yep. Obviously, you did because you were messaging me at the time. But when Tupanua didn't put that ball down over the line, when he missed it, man, I was in my seat. I, I almost cried. Would have won the game there. And then we saw Melbourne run the field and... Yeah, so that was such a critical time oh. too. There was about seven or eight minutes to go. Yeah. That was to put them in front, right under the post. And then, as you said, from that very set, Melbourne went up the other end and, and scored to put the game away. So That's it, winning by eight. Um, as we were talking about about round 13, Joseph Sawali, man, he had one of his best games I've seen so far. That was one of his best. He, ones, yes. he was a monster. He had a massive hit, a couple of try savers. That one on Hughes, um, which, you know... 
people are still debating 50-50, but he, it's just a good effort. He has the effort areas there, and for a young guy, it's so good to see him with that effort, and he's not a lazy defender. That's right. Uh, as a Roosters fan, I'm look, I never like to slander players or be disappointed in a player, but we've got to fix that right edge of Momorowski uh, and Tupo. I mean, Tupo we know can defend. Tupo is proven, but he was a bit... A bit of a liability in defence this night. But Momorowski, man, five tries down that side. Five tries, all on the same side. Yep. And he just looked nowhere. He just couldn't get a hand to him. And they'd either get past him or he wouldn't even touch him. Yeah, Marion Marion Seve for the Storm was just having a field day down his side. Got a double down there. And uh, credit to Grant Anderson getting a double on debut. Great to see that. Uh, looks like a good young player. Does yes, uh, Newcastle product um, oh, come down come down from Newcastle. Couldn't get a start with the Knights, so went to Melbourne. Uh, it was quite interesting to hear Craig Bellamy's comments after the game. He hasn't really trained with the Storm this year. He's just been with their their Queensland Cup feeder team, the Sunshine Coast Falcons, and yeah. uh, they just brought him down over the Origin period just to get some training in and um, be around the squad. And just with the injuries they've have, obviously um, Melbourne losing Xavier Coates on uh, in Origin, he's going to be out for an extended period. Um, yeah, they're running very thin on the outside back. So Craig Bellamy admittedly just said he was the last man standing. So, and he took the opportunity with both hands. So good on him. His family was there. Family and friends were there. Um, to score two tries on your NRL debut in front of your friends and family. Well done to the young man. Yeah, it was a pretty surreal moment. We weren't far from where his family were, and so when he came off the ground, he gave him a hug. And you love to see that. I mean, yes, my team lost, but it's great to see young guys on debut scoring tries. I mean, that's what that's what any NRL player dreams of. So really good to see the young guy there. Can, uh, can I get your thoughts on um, Felice Kafusi? <laughs> Do you want my thoughts on Felice Cavusi? You know the incident I'm talking <laughs> about. There's been a bit of talk about it, the uh, incident with uh, young Sam Walker. Yeah, the elbow to the face. Um, look, Cafusi got off at the judiciary, just paid a fine. I think it was 1800 Uh I thought it was deliberate. It's, it's. I think, unfortunately, Cafusi has a track record. I think if he didn't have a track record, if he wasn't one of those players like your Hargreaves, your Kafusis, yeah. if he didn't have that record of performing some dirty acts, I think we wouldn't be sitting here saying that it was deliberate. That's right. But it looked a bit deliberate to me, and to not even get a penalty, to not even warrant a penalty, did annoy me that night. But in saying that, uh, the Roosters have to be better, man. I mean, this is a side we're talking about that won the comp back-to-back 2018-2019. Yep, and at the moment, they're just they're not there. And they're not looking close to being there. They're now eighth. They're running eighth at the moment. And depending how results go the rest of this week, they could drop out of the eighth. That's right. And I just, I don't know what they need. I, a lot of talk about the halves. You know, Kiri for me at the moment, looks a little bit scared. I think with the ACL injury and now this HIA, and we don't know what's going to happen with this concussion, we're hearing that it's going to be a, a lengthy stint on the sideline. But... He's just, ever since he's returned from the ACL, he hasn't taken the line on. It's always passing. And don't get me wrong, that's fine. But you look at the premier halfbacks in the game, Nathan Cleary takes the line on. That's right. As a halfback, you've got to. You've got to put your body on the line. You've got to go into the line. You, it, that, that's, how you, that's how you create something. And at the moment, Cleary's not doing that. So it's going to be interesting to see where we go. I, I'm a rooster through and through, and I'll always back the boys, but... 
just some things that you notice. I mean, Sam Walker, for me, had such a good year last year at halfback on debut. And it was very interesting to see them move him to six this year. Mm. I actually thought Kiri's played six most of his career. Yeah. So I wouldn't have had a problem with Kiri at six and Walker at seven. And that's how I still see it. Yeah. I still think it needs to be that way. Um, obviously, next week we'll probably see Drew Hutchinson in the halves. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, I don't know what we need at the moment. We just need to get a win, maybe look to the <laughs> buy in round 17 and then reassess. Yeah, very, very, very inconsistent, the Roosters. Um, yeah. They've gone win-loss, win-loss, win-loss their last few games now. Um, and Melbourne just uh, Melbourne just had that bit of uh, extra class um, last night. It was a very, very topsy-turvy game uh, in the first half especially. Um, but, yeah, Melbourne just showed their class at the end there to to get home and get it done in you know typical Melbourne Storm fashion. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what they do, isn't it? Bit of a score check on the Warriors' Cronulla at the moment. Cronulla are up 24-16. to 16. We're just looking to see here if Muatalo has a second try for the game. 20 minutes to go. Warriors fans, can you come back? Who knows? We'll soon find out. We move on to our next game of round 14, and it was the Broncos against the Raiders. I didn't get a chance to watch this. I did watch the highlights. I was on the train back home, um, fell asleep. But Broncos got the win 24-18. to A couple of talking points from this game uh, is, first one, the Broncos playing with 14 players, Haas going off, Reynolds going off, and Herbie Farnsworth going off injured and still getting the win. 20 minutes to go. The score was 24-18, and they held the win for, tw- for 20 minutes. Pretty incredible stuff, but... It's just the same old Raiders that we've come to know. The same old faders. 18-10 at halftime? 18-16. 18-16 halftime. Didn't score a point in the second half, the faders. Uh, you know, in saying that, there was only another eight points scored in the whole game. Yeah, but, that's right. But the Raiders still faded again. Exactly. And it's just more of the same for them. Uh, Joe Tarpany, I thought, was huge for them. He had a great game. Uh, we both play super coach and fantasy, and we know like his scores were massive in that. I also thought Corey Horsburgh was really good. Scored a try. He The past few weeks, I've found since he started, I thought he's done really well starting. So uh, interesting to see how he continues. But, yeah, what were your takes in this game? Yeah, um, again, very topsy-turvy first half. I score, you score. Um, Canberra managed to grab the lead very late in the first half, 18-16. Um, young Ezra Mam coming in for the Broncos at 5'8", with uh, injury to Tyson Gamble. I thought he's, I think he's been really good. The, he's played a couple of games now. I think he's yeah. played really well. Yeah, definitely. Reynolds did his usual job, steered the team around nicely. Um, but I also thought Canberra played really, really well. Um, I actually tipped the Raiders and thought they might have been a chance. It was unlucky. Yeah, I, I thought they were. Yeah, they were looking good there at half time. But um, second half, um, well, you know, they lost Payne Haas late in the first half to Broncos, and then um, Herbie Farnworth followed, and then Adam Reynolds. Um, Herbie Farnworth, I believe, heard today he's going to be out for the season. Uh, yeah. Torn biceps, three to four months. That's very disappointing because he's been in great form too. Scored a double before he went off. Yeah, so <laughs> he's, he's been in great form. Um, but yeah, Raiders had a golden chance in the second half. You know, Broncos missing all those players. And um, yeah, they just couldn't take their opportunities, the Raiders. Um, Broncos, gutsy win. Um, the last Ezra Mam came off uh, with about a minute to go. Um, and they finished with no players on the bench for the, like the last two or three minutes. So yeah. it was a very, very, very gutsy win from the uh, from the Broncos. And 
Canberra, they felt like uh, feel like one, they let one get away there. They should have probably finished that game off. Um, but as you said, Joe Tarpany, he had a really, really good game. Uh, it's one of the best games I've seen him play. Yeah, he was um, massive. Uh, Whiten, you know, had a really good game backing up from Origin. Looked very uh, lo- looked like a good spark for Canberra as well. Um, I think they found something out of dummy half with Zach Wolford starting and then mm. having Tom Starling coming on. Um, Wolford looks really good and Starling with his speed around the ruck, especially with those tired forwards late in the first half and then in the second half as well. Um, seems to be working quite well for the Raiders. So Yeah, Tommy Starling, Central Coast product, mate. That's why he's good. That's it. That's it. They, you know, it's in the water up there. So, um, yeah, nah, look, uh, the Raiders, yeah, they'll be disappointed they lost that. Um, but, you know, the form that Brisbane have been in to, to go down 24-18, you know, they'll they'll turn it around. The, the Raiders will they'll still be happy with what they put in, but, yeah, def- definitely probably should have won that game. Yeah, um, it'd be interesting to see what happens next week with the halves. We've Adam Reynolds out and Gamble still out for a few weeks. Ezra Mam obviously will hold his spot, but whether he moves to seven and maybe a Billy Walters goes to six, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Well, I've heard uh, I've heard Reynolds may be okay for next week, oh, um, okay. just some bruised ribs. Yeah, um, but I also heard that uh, Corey Pakes suffered an injury as well and oh. possibly out for four to six weeks too. Um, so yeah, they'll be uh, counting the cost there, the Broncos. Yeah, definitely. And of, and we'll see how good the Broncos are really going next week. A, a Friday night clash down in Melbourne against the Storm. That'll that that, that this will be the uh, the litmus test to see how good the Broncos are really going. Pencil it in, pencil it in, legends. Put it in your diaries. Friday night going to be a cracker game. We move on to Sunday round fourteen, and it was our first game, two p.m. Beautiful sunshine. West Tigers against the Seagulls. You and I, Blakey, we were watching this game together. We were right on the Tigers bandwagon. And then it all went undone. And, man, we won 30-4. to uh, Halftime, it was only 6-4. So it was a good first half. Brett Kamali's first outing. But just more of the same for the Tigers. Yep, the same old Tigers, really. They're just disappointing week after week after week. Um yeah, they uh, just like we said about the Warriors earlier, um, they really have to nail um, this next decision with the coach because, yeah. I mean, they've just gone through coach after coach after coach now. <coughs> I believe they're still paying about three or four coaches that they've sacked, you know, all the way even back to Mick Potter when he was there. So they've really got to nail this next coach. Um, I believe I heard today that um, they've lined up a meeting with Cameron Serraldo this week to get yeah, ahead because because they've heard of the, the Bulldogs' interest in Serraldo as well. So they want to get ahead of the game there. Um, but I also think Brett Kamali, uh, we'll see how he goes for the rest of the year. Um, you know, first-time coach. Um, but from all reports, he's you know, he's always been interested in, in being a, a full-time uh, head coach. So... Um, but yeah, the the Warriors. Well, as you said, same old story. Um, in the game, and then they just play their way out of the game. Silly, silly fundamental errors. Uh, defensively, just fall apart, and Manly just made them pay. Uh, no Cherry Evans today. Not backing up from Origin came up a bit sore. I, I really gave the Tigers a chance, especially at yeah. light, especially at Campbelltown yeah, on a too. Sunday afternoon, dry track. Um, you know, a bit of backs up against the wall stuff with uh, Michael Maguire having been sacked. Um, but yeah. 
uh, Manly just too strong in the end. Showed a bit of showed just that little bit too much class. That's it. Um, Tolu Kola, um, bit of brilliance to score a try there in First the second try half. of the season. Finally got to it see him in broken. Three. Finally got to see him in um, open play, a bit of open field, and show how quick see how quick he really is. He's fast, man. He's very fast. He's a definitely a player to watch for the future. That's and it. Ruben Garrick, I, I think he's been filling in very very well for Turbo. Obviously, you know, it doesn't really match Turbo, but he's been filling in very well and. Um, you know, giving the Seagulls in chance in most games that they're playing. So Yeah, and during the week we f- heard that uh, Ola Kawatu has pledged his allegiance to Tonga, which is a shame because I thought he would have been a great addition to a New South Wales bench. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. He has been in some fantastic form as of late, Ola yeah. Kawatu. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that later about, yeah, there's another couple of players that I've heard as well that... Um, Maybe pledging their allegiance to Tonga in in a one off rep game over the uh, two in two weekends time. So yes. we'll talk about that later on at the end of the show. Some interesting points there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just want to touch on what you were saying about Brett Kamali as coach. A coach is definitely what the Tigers need for next season. I don't think Kamali is the answer. He's definitely interim at the moment. I don't think he'll. I, personally, I, I wouldn't pick him as a head coach. But knowing the Tigers. They probably will. You never know what they're <laughs> going to do. It's so, so unpredictable. Kamui could definitely be the next head coach of the Tigers, but we'll wait and see what happens. And we move on to our second Sunday game, and it was your Knights coming up against the Penrith Panthers down there in Newcastle. We had some high hopes to start the game, but Panthers too strong in the end, 42-6. to six. Uh, You know, Panthers just doing what they did. Uh, Nathan Cleary was back to his best. Brian Toto showed uh, what he should have done in origin and they unfortunately took it out on your Newcastle Knights, mate. Yeah, yeah, very disappointing from the Knights. Um, I'm not sure what it is this year, but another very, very poor performance at home. Um, I don't know what's going on. That's three or four really bad losses in a row now at home, which is very, very unlike Newcastle. Um, you know, once, once upon a time, the you know, uh, Newcastle used to be a fortress for teams to come and play. It was one of the toughest road trips on the calendar. You knew you were always going to get a battle up there. Um, but this year, I, I, I just I don't know what's going on. But Do you think the toughness has gone out of their forward pack? You, you look at the Knights pack of old where you had your Chief and uh, Steve Simpson and all those all those big boppers. And I, and I feel like with Daniel Sofidi out, Clemmer's holding it all. Yeah, I, I think Clemmer uh, has been outstanding this year. Very, un- I think he's... Very unlucky to miss out on uh, origin selection, to be honest. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, Jacob Safidi obviously getting picked in the, the squad ahead of him, which I found a bit strange. But, um, yeah, I, I think Clem has been outstanding. I think Daniel Safidi has been really poor. Um, you know, p- played origin the last two years. Yeah, that's right. Um, but this year his form has been very, very, very poor. Um, he's had a couple of injuries, yes, but when he's been on the field, he just hasn't led the way at all like he, he has the last couple of years for the Knights. Um, in terms of where we go, I, I, I really don't know. Um, we're lacking a quality half. Um, look, Jake Clifford's good, um, but just the, 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 the class, the difference of class between these two teams with the halves with Luai and Cleary and, you know, Milford. I, I, Milford was very quiet today. Um, yeah. Albeit he didn't have a lot of help with the forwards not laying much of a platform for him, but um, and you know losing Ponga after fifteen minutes to a, a, a nasty HIA definitely doesn't help. That doesn't help at all. Um, 
Not that I think it would have made heap of difference, but again, just our defense is just terrible. Our online goal defense is nearly the worst I've seen it for quite a while. Um, it actually brings back painful memories of um, the Nathan Brown era when he first took over. Ah, uh, yes. We won three consecutive wooden spoons. Yeah. Didn't win many games. That you know that that that's that's what this defense is starting to remind me of now. Um, the bad old days, as they say, but. Um, you talk about the mongrel and aggression. Um, I think they went out and addressed that last week with the signings of uh, Jack Hetherington from the Bulldogs and Adam Elliott from the Raiders. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, mongrel and aggression, we all know what um, those two can bring, especially um, Jack Hetherington. Um, obviously out injured for the rest of this year, but he's mongrel and aggression. So I think I think the Knights have addressed that. They've realised that's what they're, they're missing in the forwards this year. Um but I, I just think, we're, we're, you know, Bradman Best is still out. But even when he was there, he, he wasn't setting the world on fire. And he's such a talent, um, you know, and he's shown that on his day. Um, I think uh, Dom Young, I think he's a, going to be a very, very good player. He has been out really, really good this year for us. Um, just some really strong carries out of his own end. He's um, got very good speed as well. Um, I think he's been really good. Um, with Edric Lee leaving um, at the end of this year, heading to Redcliffe, I think it's our chance to go out and um, find a really good quality outside back, a good winger, because I think that's we're just still lacking a really good quality outside back. Um, but yeah, we definitely need some definitely need some work in the halves. Um, obviously, Jaden Braley losing him in preseason to that Achilles injury is hurt. He's due back in the next week or two, which would be a massive bonus. That, that may help change things, especially with our attack and our spine. The spine's so crucial these days. Oh, absolutely. And I, I would even say that your number nine is, if not your most crucial part 100%. of a footy team because you see nines these days, they don't just pass the ball, but they kick. Yep. They, you look at Cameron Smith, like as much as we didn't like him as a player, what he did out of dummy half was incredible. Kicking 40-20s out of dummy half. So your number nine is so important, and Brayley's such a great number nine. Absolutely. Such a big part of that Newcastle side. And yep. look, credit to Chris Randall. He's he's done his best to fill in and do what he can do, and Crosland when he's filled in as well. But they're not Brayley's level. They're not. They're, they're not, not. Brayley's level. And I think you guys will be so much better once Brayley returns with that spine of Ponga, Clifford, Milford, and Brayley. I mean... It's a it's a good looking spine on paper. It so. is, it is, yeah. The, the the promise is there, but yeah, they just it's just not happening this year. Um, started the year so well as well, and just have fallen away so badly. Um, yeah, they they play Canberra next week on Sunday afternoon down in Canberra. Um, leading one. yeah, leading into the um the rep round weekend. So it, if we're any chance to keep our season alive, we have to beat Canberra next week. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, we're, we're only four points out of the, the top eight. That's it. Um, but we got to start winning. Otherwise, only two points be behind the Chookies, mate. Yes, yes. <laughs> still chasing them. But just on uh, just on uh, Newcastle as well, uh, Adam O'Brien. Look, I, I don't think he's going to get the sack. Um, the CEO up there, Phil Gardner, thinks very highly of him. Um, we were talking about today, actually, yeah. his comments about that. He, um, Philip Gardner come out and said if he could sign him for 10 years, he, he would. Yeah, that's it. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think Adam O'Brien will get the sack. He's taken us to the finals the last two years in a row. Um, but at the same time, he's going to be under He's under pressure. He already is, and the pressure's just going to grow if we don't start turning things around and start winning. So 
Um, I actually actually heard something during the week that uh, Cameron Serraldo got in touch with Adam O'Brien to just let him know that he wasn't interested in his job. Thought that was quite uh, quite interesting for yeah. Adam O'Brien to come out and mention that that there was even the speculation that Serraldo, but obviously uh, he's a former Newcastle player. That's played right. Almost half of his games at the Knights as, yep. a, as a player and, a, and loved the club. So, um, yeah, I, I hope they stick with O'Brien. Um, you know, he's trying to change the culture of the club. Um, and also the players need to take some responsibility these days as well. Too often we see coaches getting the sack. They're not the ones going out, dropping balls and missing tackles and giving away penalties. Exactly. So the players the players have to start taking some responsibility. Yeah, well, you look at Madge from the Tigers. I mean, I thought Madge was quite unfairly sacked. I mean, he can only do so much. He can only uh, give them the game plan. that They have to execute it. And if yep. they're not executing on the field... He can't do much more, but no, you're exactly right there. Um, unfortunately for the Knights, you know, it's another loss there. Panthers are just clinical. Oh, too and good, too too good. They're just beating everyone at the moment. At the moment, it's looking like they could go back to back. Um, hasn't been done since the Roosters of 2018-2019, but could certainly happen again. We move on to the third Sunday game. We're in the second half of that at the moment. We've only 10, game, 10 minutes to play. It's the Warriors against the Sharks. Sharks are up 34-16. We haven't watched a whole lot of this game, but... We've seen bits and pieces. Warriors started well, but as they do, they let the game go and Cronulla are destroying them now. Stacey Jones took over during the week as head coach with Nathan Brown quitting, saying he won't be relocating to New Zealand. I, I'm sensing that come round 16 when they head back home, I think the Warriors could get a win. I reckon round 16, everyone jump on the Warriors. Until then, don't tip them. Yep. But round 16, tip the Warriors for a win. Because yep. once they return home, they could go on a bit of a streak. Yep. I really uh, think they're just... Uh, I think there's a lot of players in that Warriors team that are just counting down the days to getting on that plane and yep. and heading home and playing their first game at home in a, in, uh, in over two years' time. So And having their families there too, watching them, it's... it's it helps so much, you know, knowing that your family's there supporting you. Uh, for the Sharks, they've they've had a really good year. The Sharks have been strong. Nico Hines has been one of the best players in the comp for me this year. I think he's been really good. Uh, needs to be in Origin 2 out of 14 or wherever they can fit him in, really. Just not at 18 because he doesn't get a, a start. He's in my fantasy team as well, so I hope he's getting some good points. I haven't checked yet. And we move on to our last game for this round, and it's tomorrow night, Monday. We get a 4 o'clock game, Doggies against the Eels. Uh, happy birthday to the Queen. Thanks for the long weekend. Happy birthday. Um, doggies against the Eels. I'm expecting the Eels to win this one. However, uh, news coming out that Dylan Brown is out with an injury. So, you know, never know, Doggies fans. Jump on that at Sportsbet, $5.50. Could get a win there. Uh, Ado Carr will be looking to be strong again to cement his spot as Origin 2. But for me, it's the Eels. I think with Isaiah Papalihi and Ryan Madison off the bench, they're just such a strong pack. Uh, we yep. know them. They're f- flat-track bullies, man. They just get the job done on a flat track, which uh, it's at a core stadium. Yep. Tomorrow afternoon, it's going to be pretty flat. So yep. I can't see it going any other way. Look, you got any... On, on paper... It looks like fairly straightforward. Parramatta roll through, but there's always you know there's always drama when um, Canterbury plays Parramatta. Um, such a great rivalry over the years um, with uh, Canterbury and Parramatta. Um, 
you know, you just yeah, remember they had a famous win, the Bulldogs, in 2019 um, a few years ago. Down the bottom of the ladder, nothing to play for. Parramatta, Parramatta up the top in the top four. Um, Parramatta playing in their new stadium and the Bulldogs managed to knock them off 12-6. Um, there's just always drama when, when the Bulldogs play the Eels. Look, the Bulldogs, um, yeah, they're trying hard. Um, it's obvious that there's got a hell of a lot to work on still. Um, I think Matt Burton is doing an, a great job with what he's got to work with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I also think next year the reinforcements that are coming are a big bonus as well. Reed Marnie. Reed Marnie make a huge, huge. difference. Jeremy, Mar- Jeremy Marshall King, look, some people say he's been going good. I, I really don't know what they're seeing because he, he just makes too many errors and he's um, off to red well he's off to the dolphins yeah call him red cliff but the off dolphins, the dolphins next year. two years so yeah um and then obviously kick out coming as well i think that's a great pickup for the bulldogs yeah um yeah I, I think they really need to find a, a fullback now a fullback's what they're missing with dufty well he's time just about done with the club he can't yeah. even make the team anymore and avarillo's there at the moment from so. all reports dufty's heading over to england yeah. um you know, so I think their next their next um, target will be a, a, a genuine good fullback, um, just to finish off that spine. Because and also a halfback, a halfback is what they're missing. Flanagan just isn't doing the job. Bert, if Burton really needs a, a really good halfback there inside him to, to help him out with the team, so that Burton can focus on his strong part of the game, which is his running game. Yeah. Um. You know, well, he's, he's got a great kicking game, but. He really needs someone inside him that can organise the team and Burton can focus on his own game. Um, but, you know, they've, as we said, they've got a good hooker coming in, Reid Marnie, and uh, they've got Burton at 5'8". So if they can, they really need a, a quality fullback and halfback and they'll have a pretty good team next year if they can find those two. That's it, man. And it's funny you talk about Kyle Flanagan. If Dylan Brown is out tomorrow, Jake Arthur is named 18th man. And if he comes into 5'8", it'll be... Uh, Flanagan against Arthur, which from all reports we've heard Shane Flanagan's going to the doggies. So it was almost coach and son against coach and son, but he put us there for this game. But be interesting to see what happens next year. I think Flanagan may stay, uh, but I do agree with you. They do definitely need another half. So I think Parramatta should get the win easily in that one. And that's our wrap-up of round 14. And it's pretty much about all we got time for today, man. So... Thanks for joining in. Um, great to hear from you. Love your thoughts. Remember, you can follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Hi, Joey, and hi, everybody. It's Dave Kowalski here, and welcome to the AFL Wrap-Up. It's been a while since I've been here battling a few health issues, but nevertheless, we are back and ready to fire off for round 13. Probably the big news that has happened in the last few weeks is that the Giant has fallen. In round 11, the undefeated Melbourne Demons fell to a pumped-up Fremantle Dockers, and they chalked up their first loss for the season. Then last week, the Sydney Swans made mincemeat of them as well, which was a fascinating and exciting game to watch. Moving on to this week's games, and as I record this, the first game of the round, Richmond versus Port Adelaide, has finished, and the Tigers got up over Port Adelaide in that one, 77-65. Friday night, the hapless Bombers are up against an informed Carlton. Carlton should take that one home, I reckon. Saturday, the Fremantle Dockers are at home to Hawthorne, and they are the short-priced favourites to take home the points with that one. Up in Brisbane, the Lions take on the St Kilda Saints, and while the Saints are fifth on the ladder, and they're the first time they've been that high up the ladder in years, 
the Lions are absolutely certain to make a meal out of them. North Melbourne will play Greater Western Sydney at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne on Sunday. North's the 7th on the ladder and GWS are 15, but the boogies have got the Giants as the short price favourites, so we'll see how that one pans out. And on the public holiday Monday, we've got Collingwood playing Melbourne. Uh, now, I'm no Collingwood fan, but I'd like to see the Magpies upset the Ds once more to make it three on the trot for them. Being a long weekend, at least here on the East Coast, it'll be a split round and six teams have buyers this week. West Coast, Gold Coast, Western Bulldogs, the Sydney Swans, Geelong and the Adelaide Crows. So they'll have a week off. They should be fired up and ready to go for next week. And I'll catch you again in the not too distant future. Until next week, enjoy your footy wherever you are and I'll catch you later.